Hi, I'm Jennifer Janish, owner of Adored Salon and Adored Signature Hand-Tied Hair Extensions. I'm obsessed with curly hair. I cut it, style it, and extend it, and this podcast is all about my curly girl obsessions that stretch far beyond just curly hair. Hey guys, it's me, Jennifer, from Adored Salon and Adored Signature Hand-Tied Hair Extensions. Today, I'm on here with Joy Feldman from Champagne Joy Salon, and I always forget what town you're in. I always want to say, oh, okay, then I didn't forget. I want to say Morris, (laughs) but then I'm like, I second guess myself and think twice about it. Joy is also a curly hair specialist like we are at Adored Salon. She also has curly hair. And we started a friendship a couple of years ago. Joy came to me for her hair. But today, Joy is going to introduce herself. Well, I introduced you, Joy. But like you talk a little bit about yourself and your journey. So like Jennifer said, my name is Joy. Um, I am a new salon owner. I opened my own salon about a year, year and a half ago. Um, I also specialize in curly hair, uh, curly hair extensions, um, and I'm ready to talk about my journey with all the, (laughs) (laughs) we, Joy and I actually were supposed to record last week and I did not tell Joy ahead of time that this was being recorded and I open it up and Joy's like totally chilling on our pool deck, enjoying life, her hair in a bun. I'm like, oh no. Not for some your curly hair, Joy, of everything, right? Like, and then I'm like, okay, Joy, I'm I'm gonna record. I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, I guess you just do it and just enjoy it and embrace it, what it is. And Joy's like, wait, what? We're recording? Not today, not like this. So <laughs> Then we proceeded to talk for a whole nother like hour and 15 minutes about life in general. We have a lot in common, having curly hair, owning hair salons, being hairstylists, like we still both work behind the chair and we both love hair. We both love extensions. Um, so what made you open up your salon? Um, it was actually on a whim. So it was something that was always <laughs> my mind, but I never really thought I would do it because of the responsibility involved in owning a salon. Um, Our little town in Morris is, has a huge downtown area that brings a lot of people in, not only during the week, but mostly, you know, a lot on weekends, lots of events. Um, I happened to be shopping at one of the shops actually next door. And there was word that this spot that I'm in right now was going to be available for rent and nothing ever is available downtown. It's very rare. So I kind of jumped on the opportunity and immediately got a hold, like found out who the landowner or landlord was. Um, it happened just real fast. Like, and I'm like, okay, well, I got this building. I'm opening my own shop. Like this is going to happen. Um, and so it went like that. I started with myself, not even knowing if I would have a team or if it would just be myself trying to, you know, cover rent and utilities. And now I'm up to, myself and eight other stylists within a year. So which is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and even like within a year, 
I would say, wasn't it you and two other girls like up it, till I, I four started months with, ago or something? Yeah, I started with one other girl um, who was a client of mine and she had gone to hair school in COVID during COVID and then it never pursued it after that because everything got shut down. And I was like, hey, just come in and do blowouts because we're a blowout bar too. I was like, just come in and do blowouts. Well, then she immediately was like, oh no, I'm getting, watching me, like I'm getting back into color and cuts. Um, and then another girl, um, I found out from the same shop owner that I found out about the building being open. She gave me her name. She was looking for a place downtown um, and she was still in beauty school. And so she kind of came and worked as my assistant until she graduated in August. Um, she is less than a year out and her service dollars are 1500 plus a week in service dollars, like doing amazing. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That is, it's, it is, it's one thing to go from being a stylist behind the chair to owning your salon and like, didn't, wasn't that all going down when I was doing your hair? Like it, it was, so I feel like you started with me and then like, you came in when you're like, I'm opening up a salon and I was yep. like, what? <laughs> yeah. so, curly hair specialists are hard to find. And I had always worn straight extensions before, which we will get into. Um, and they just don't work for my hair. And so I had actually found out about you. I don't know if you remember, like way back when we did extension training, in the middle of Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I literally in the yeah. middle of Illinois. In mm -hmm. 2008, first all when hand-tied hit the market and everybody was like trying to get certified. Um, and so I had moved from Southern Illinois up to the Chicago area in 2020. And I wanted to find somebody that could do my hair and nobody that I knew as a stylist could do my hair when I knew you could. So I started going to you. And then that's when I was like, I want your extensions in my hair. I can't deal with these straight extensions anymore. <laughs> and that's where my love for curly extensions came in when I found out the difference it can make in your hair when you have textured hair trying to blend it and the stress of how your hair poofs out whenever you walk outside and you have curly hair, but straight extensions. <laughs> yeah. And you also had at that time, the hardest haircut to extend. Yeah. Joy's yeah. hair like is so dense and so thick. And like right now, when you're looking at her, it, it looks really, it looks gorgeous. Like it just all flows, but what you probably wrap a ponytail holder around it one and a half times if you're lucky because it's just that thick and joy came to me with like a stacked bob and if you're a stylist you know you look at that and you're like oh. uh -huh. when it comes to extensions right I say I can't even cut that haircut like don't sit in my chair. It's just not going to happen. And one of my clients who wears extensions, she, I, she came to me and she had that haircut and she wanted her hair long. And so I extended it with extensions and she just gradually was like, yeah, I want you to cut it. And finally, the one day she's like, I know you hate cutting this haircut. I'm like, I, not even that I hate cutting it. I don't even think I can cut it correctly because I'm so used to cutting long hair. Like it's my nemesis, that haircut. But regardless, Joy wanted to grow out that haircut. 
and she was the perfect fit for our extensions, but it took a lot of extensions to equal that out. Like she wore, you wore three rows and I feel like you had upwards of 12 wefts in your head, if I, not. 12 to 14. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot, a ton. A lot, it was a lot to blend it. Um, and of course you did it. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it, they looked, it looked perfect. The only thing that I hate now is that all of our photos were taken during COVID and you have a mask on. It's oh, even wow. in my training book, like there's photos of you because that transformation was hands down amazing. And, um, but yeah, you're, you have a mask on in every photo Enjoy, even in a mask looks gorgeous. Amazing. You could tell her, you can see her eyes. You can just kind of see my face. It's not happening. Joyce is perfect over there with her makeup and it, oh, no. she always <laughs> looks awesome. Right. So photographing her with that hair and that transformation was so easy. She she just always looked the part. You'd come in when I'd have classes and I'd style your hair for the classes. Like she was an awesome, awesome model for a really long time. And then her freaking hair actually grew out <laughs> and the extensions had to come out. Like you're like, yeah, I'm glad we got you to your goal, but I'm sorry for me because I would still like to see you. I still would love those extensions in your hair but her hair and that's also too i feel like um a really good testament to maintaining extensions properly and having a texture that matches your texture so that you're not stressing out your natural hair with blowouts every day day in and day out going against the grain of what you have blowing it out flat ironing it smoothing it, trying to use the hot tools to get the textures to match, um, you were actually able to grow out your hair with the extensions right. in and it looks awesome now. In a way, you know, without damage to my hair. Now I did just tell one of my stylists the other day that I was thinking about getting long extensions again and I got to go to eye roll, but... <laughs> <laughs> Joy, I will say you are one of the, you know, I follow a lot of stylists on social media with the extension line. You change your look so much. Like today, Joy has blonde highlights. Tomorrow you could pop in on her on social media and she'll have red hair. And then, then it'll be toned down and be brown. And then she'll all of a sudden have a money piece in there. And then she'll be like, oh yeah, I balayage my hand. And the kicker is, is how many times do you do that yourself? Right, right. Well, yeah, it's so hard to <laughs> schedule with somebody else. And I, I know. I just do it myself. <laughs> As salon owners, people are always like, come in here and like, just get your hair done. And no, no. <laughs> I touch up my roots because I do have gray roots that come in. I touch up those roots like every two weeks because I, I cannot handle seeing that line. It gags me. I'm not embracing it in any way, shape or form. I want it to be gone. 
And it's like, for me to go in and get that done and wash these extensions, like I, I give people credit who give us their time, how often they do to touch up their roots and get their color. Cause maybe it's cause we're in there so much already that we're like, we want to be at home as much as possible. I don't know what the answer is, but then when we start to get creative with our own hair and we're doing stuff like coloring it and all this other stuff. We end up sometimes spending more time in the salon fixing what we didn't like what we did right right so it just becomes kind of crazy uh one thing that i would love for you to share because we do get these questions all the time from curly girls who wear straight extensions what would be what was the benefit to you for wearing curly and how much of a time saver was it for, if it was a time saver for you, how much of a time saver was it? So it was a huge time saver um, for the fact that I always explain this to my clients whenever um, I'm, if they have any texture in their hair, why they need to have textured extensions. It's because um, if you walk outside, like we're in the Midwest, there's humidity. So if you walk outside and you have any kind of texture to your hair, your hair is going to just poof and your extensions won't do that if you have straight extensions and they're going to stay silky straight smooth um but your real natural hair won't so you'll end up having a mullet um and that doesn't that's not that's not a good look um so at all. people are cutting it all over the place so i cannot that's another haircut i will i cannot do for the mullet like I just can't because that was the beginning of my career back in the early nineties. Yeah. Coming back again, it's already back again. Um, but the time saver is like, so the curly extensions can be straightened. Um, and I get that question too, because you know, some of my textured clients wanted to have their hair blown out all the time. And that's what they're like, well, why am I getting textured extensions if I'm just gonna blow it out? Because your texture will match. Um, you're still, you're still going to have, your hair's all going to look the same. You can still get that silky smooth blowout, but when you go out into the humidity and your hair balloons up, so won't your extensions. So you have that like match texture, which is what you want. You don't want, when you're wearing extensions, you don't want people to know you're wearing extensions. And right. that's, that's what you get with the textured extensions. Um, not to mention, you know, you can, I feel like you can go longer without washing your hair when you wear oh, extension. You know, 100%. I can. I can go. Um, excuse my girls in the background there. <laughs> um, yeah, I can go a week, if not twelve days, without washing my hair and just spritzing some water or you know some leave-in or something on my hair and just touching it up. You've got to use proper care, but I mean it's a time saver. And that you don't have to sit and wash your hair every three days and restyle it. You just wake up, spritz some water on it and go. Yeah. And it, it really and truly, that is the truth. Like I like to wash my hair once a week just because of working out and stuff. And if I didn't work out five days a week, I probably definitely could go. I know back before I did, I would go nine, 10 days <laughs> of not washing it. But <clears throat> I do think too, like having that foundation, 
right? The set and style before with a curly, just like, you know, I cannot reinforce this enough with the whole curly girl styling is like, when you have straight hair, you blow it out and you heat style it with a curling iron or you typically flat iron it, right? Like people with set styles will do that. And that is how they'll get it to last when their hair is straight for more than one day, right? Like they actually, you blow it out, you curl it, and then you rake through the curls to get the fullness. And with curly hair, like teaching you the whole foundation of the extensions, and maybe you even probably already knew prior to getting them like that you needed to use product, right? Like you knew that you needed a gel in your hair to make it last and um, just getting that foundation in there, right? And not just putting in a dime size amount of gel and scrunching it with a diffuser and carrying on, right? Like that most bottles will say, use a, a the size of a nickel <laughs> and it just doesn't, doesn't happen for us, <laughs> right? Yeah, like every section you take, use the size of a nickel to a quarter. Um, I just had this experience with customer service with the extension line that just kind of blew me away. And I tried doing a live on it this morning when I was doing my hair and it was, it just like, I was not doing it justice because I was trying to focus in on doing my hair, but I had gotten this DM this weekend and I don't, you, you probably don't know this now because it's like, if you haven't purchased our hair in over a year, you have to get the Karen styling videos, which as a client, you got them in the beginning of getting your extensions. So at a minimum, you get the Karen styling videos. And now we just changed it to, if you purchase a thousand dollars worth of hair or more, you will get those videos for free because we were crediting, we were refunding thousands and thousands of dollars because stylists were like, nope, I know how to do curly hair. I'm not gonna watch these videos. I'm not paying for that. So finally, I'm like, okay, this is crazy. Like they want our product and at $1,000, it's worth it for me to give them the $250 tutorials. I just pray to God that they watch them because when you get something complimentary, it's not like purchasing it, right? Right. So I get this DM and it's like in all caps, We've done everything you say to do. We're experiencing this horrendous tangling. We're in this hot and very humid climate. And I got the photos and yeah, this hair was tangled all underneath the wefts, right? Like I could see that the top was brushed through, but the underneath wasn't. And I'm thinking, okay, well, either they did not detangle properly or the sweat, sweating, right, from underneath their scalp is causing frizz in their natural hair, which is gripping to the extensions and creating tangling and matting. So I'm like, okay, well, what products are you using? What brush are you using? And so they had said, we do everything that you told us to do to a T. We've been doing extensions for X amount of years. We're this, we're that. And um, she was, she said that they're used the Felicia Leatherwood brush 
and that they have a cream from Kevin Murphy and an oil from someone else. And that's what they're using to style this hair. Like I just saw your eyes just bulge, right? Yeah. And I'm like, um, no, sorry, yeah. no. And like too, Joy, have you ever experienced a client that has had that matting ever? Like oh. when their hair gets matted and it's kind of like now you've really messed up the life of the extensions because you roughed up that cuticle so much. The odds of it happening again are like, it's going to happen now because right. they're roughed up, they're tangled and I had to bust my butt to get through them. So when this was like, and it's 24 we experienced these tangles 24 hours ago, and now we're experiencing them again. We braided our hair, we went in the water, only the ends of the braids got wet, but somehow it suctioned up all the way to the roots. Like, I'm like, what are you trying to lie to right now? Right. You can watch my videos. Right. I cover all of this, and you, where did you go? Uh, Mexico with those in your hair. You did get a tangle once in Mexico, didn't you? I, Mexico. I I should have known better as a stylist. Um, we get a lot of snow up here in the Chicago area. Oh, that's right. You but came it, back to the snowstorm. It wasn't even yeah. Mexico. Yeah, it was. I was shoveling snow as it was snowing. I even had my hair pulled back, but I had a coat on that had a bunch of fur in the back of it. And so it was snowing on top of my, like my ponytail. And so that got wet mixed with rubbing across the fur as I was shoveling our driveway for two hours. After that, I've convinced that I am not shoveling snow anymore. I'm going to get a snowblower. Like, why was ah, I doing that? Ever. Why? <laughs> that yes that's what happened with mine um knowing what to do luckily I was able I think I ended up cutting it out <laughs> yeah I, you did and all we did because you had so much hair in your head remember I just was like okay it's gonna yeah. fold this one over and fix it and and yeah it was it ended up being fine but it's like I'm always like why cheat a system that's been figured out for you already. Like it works, it works. My hair is 15 months old and it just, it's still fine. Like you just have to take the time to get through it and do the right things for it, right? Like with any hair. Yeah, and proper hair, um, you know, along with it, you can't just go to bed with, even if you don't have extensions in with curly hair in general, you're not going to, your style's not going to last if you just lay down in bed and rough up your hair. You got to do proper, you know, nighttime care, which is a whole nother subject. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh my God. Right. That's a whole nother podcast within itself. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like that is a really good, true testament to your experience with our extensions and knowing like there's, there's a way to maintain straight extensions. There's a way to maintain curly extensions. They're two polar opposites. Even just shoveling the snow. Right. right. Like you're, yeah, you're not in water, but you're sweating. So, and also fall, like wool sweaters, those yep. calm neck sweaters. Like if you're wearing extensions, you just kind of got to stay away from those or those are the days you're wearing your hair up in a high bun because it is going to rough up 
your neck. And there's so many variables in there that become reliant on the client and not the company. Uh It's like you have to take accountability and so many things can go wrong, just like with your natural hair. Even your natural hair probably would have snapped into a ball there. And it would have, you know, had I not had the extensions in, I would have had the same situation with my natural hair, you know? Yeah, curly hair just becomes (laughs) a nightmare, right? With that. Right. So prior to getting on here too, Joy also told us, this is so exciting for a stylist salon owner, especially new salon owner, because I feel like it's just going to give you so much exposure in the industry, but she gets to do New York Fashion Week. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I just want to pinch myself. Is this real life? <laughs> You're going to have so much fun. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Um, I actually had a cruise, the cruise that Jennifer knows that I go on yearly. I'm picking New York Fashion Week over this cruise. So You're kidding. <laughs> what did your fiance say? <laughs> he is 100% supportive of my decision because he knows what it can do for myself as a stylist and you know for the salon you know we're gonna be stylists that did New York Fashion Week with the possibility of Paris and Milan followed by New York so that's so cool or is the whole salon going with you um I I don't know details yet um she did mentioned that if there was anybody else that wanted to, to bring them, their names up to her. Um, I literally found all this out last night. I got a text message out of the blue, like, Hey, it's from a friend of mine from down in the St. Louis area. Like, Hey, would you be interested in doing the New York fashion show in February? And I was like, immediately like capital Y E S exclamation points. And then within like a minute I had a text message from the gal that you know coordinates all this and by eight o'clock last night we were on the phone discussing things and I've got the contracts here that I need to go over and sign so details are still a little vague <laughs> yeah that'll be fun it'll be fun it'll be hard work but it'll like I feel like that's the juice that fuels the soul right like that hard work and what you take away and what you, I mean, that's also too, like a mega learning experience. You're going to see so many different style, stylists, styling hair and doing different things and just. Well, and, and knowing styles before they're even announced in beauty shows, like knowing, so like the February one will be for fall. So I will know what the fall styles will be before anybody else, you know, before it's in you know, all the spring beauty shows and everything. So that's pretty cool. It'll, it's cool. Like they teach you, you go and you're there and they teach you in a meeting, like, okay, these are X, Y, and Z. This is what we're doing. And this is what you're going to focus on. And then you have like 48 hours to practice them beforehand. So it is, and then just watching other, I love like I love watching other stylists work and see where they cut, not cut corners, but like where they crunch time and how they figure out how to do things differently to make it be effective and get the job done 
fast, right? And that's everything that's going to be about New York Fashion Week is right. fast paced. Yeah. Um, yeah, fast paced and long hours, but to be witnessing all of that is it's awesome. It's yes. gonna be, you're going to have a lot of fun. So when is it again? September? Um, no, so there's one in September. I'm not on that list. I'm on the one for February. February. Yeah, yeah. That that'll be. You're gonna have so much. Oh my gosh, I just can't wait to see all the pictures and everything from it. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about salon ownership. We're covering a lot. Curly hair, <laughs> curly extensions. New York Fashion Week. Troubleshooting with curly extensions. Customer service. Um. So obviously a lot of people that watch this know that I am a salon owner and they hear me talk about all the things they've seen my crew. They've, you know, I've done interviews with each one of them and um, like just, and I remember too, like your challenges when you were doing the salon, like you got this awesome space, right? It was huge. And then you're like, this was one of the things, wasn't it? Like your floors weren't level. You were like, oh yeah, my God, our yeah. Floors. It, it's a very old building. All the buildings downtown are, I don't even know when they were built, maybe the 1800s. I could be <laughs> old. Um, and so there's three parts to the salon and the whole back room was an add-on addition and the concrete was a hundred years old. I don't even know. Um, it was all unlevel. So that was just an added expense that I wasn't expecting because we could not put the previously had carpet over it. Now I know why, because it was so bumpy and unlevel um, that we couldn't put a hard floor on it because a carpet in a salon is just not feasible. Yeah. <laughs> not going um, to so work all be self-leveled. Um, so that was a huge expense. Um, I wanted, I have quartz countertops because I wanted them to be heat proof. Um, I didn't want stations. I wanted like one big countertop with like the individual stations in them. Well, as we all know, quartz granite, all that is a lot more than we anticipate. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, of course, you know, I started with all this space and now I'm up to, like I said, eight stylists. And now I'm like, okay, I need a bigger space. <laughs> I'm running out of home. <laughs> right. You, it, and it is that it, it's crazy how that happens. Like all of a sudden you're like, you're starving, right? Like as, as a new business owner, it's so rare to have like a crew that starts with you and you know, you're, it's okay if you work two days a week, right? Because it, it can pay the bills. But we know it doesn't happen like that, right? Like, you have to hustle it and you have to create it on your own. I think that always creates the best, right? You create it on your own and you make a name for yourself. And then these other people come in and then you have your culture already kind of established, right? right. And you know what you're going to do. Um, and the roadblocks of building it, like dealing with that floor, the expensive quartz countertops, all the things you thought, you know, and like, I remember too, thinking I purchased this 
lighting system. It was called Beth Minardi. Do you remember, do you know who Beth Minardi is? So she is the original creator of shades and color fusion. Oh. When I started my career, crazy thing, she, that's when shades launched and color fusion launched then. So over 30 years ago, that's so crazy, isn't it? Um, and she was like the Redken, like color guru goddess, right? She was the one who helped create both of those lines. She was the brains behind it, all the formulas and all the, just all of it. Like she was brilliant. She really was. And um, her and her husband owned a salon in New York, which I think they're now divorced and the salon is no longer there, but whatever. She then got into like salons needing this precise lighting system with LED lights and um, ambient lighting to like create this soft glow on your face. So that was my big expenditure. That was the one that I was like, I got to have this. I got to have this. And it was $1,000 per station. And there was six stations for three lights. Not to mention getting them installed, right? And so we started the salon. We started doing the build out and my husband was like, you know, I just, I'm going to have to bring you back down to earth here, but I know you have all these lights sitting there. And it was, by the time tax and everything happened, it was over $7,000 worth of lights sitting in these boxes. He's like, we, we can't afford to install this. And I was just like, those <laughs> lights sat there for three and a half years before we actually could install them. And as you know, too, now you've done the build out and your salon is up and running and you're like, what would it take to redo a section, right? Shutting things down, right? the lights, the lights. And I'm always one of those people who's like, oh, it'll be easy. It's three lights for God's sakes. Put them up on the stations that we're not working in and you can move around. Well, once these lights started going in, the fluorescent lights did not work. These lights were like, um, that ambient light cast like an amberish tone to warm up your face. And then it became so apparent that the fluorescent lights were um, a green tone undertone to them you couldn't even like open your eyes in there with them together and my uncle who did all this work had to take out all the fluorescent lights and that's how we ended up with all like recessed lighting up in the things but it was just like oh my gosh and I thought it would be so easy to do it right like and no it was not right but you know, that's my stupidity in the sense like, oh, we'll just go station by station. And your space is so much bigger. How many square feet do you have? Over 2,000. Um, I want to say like 2,500 square feet. Yeah, um, is, that's huge. Mine is yeah. only 1,100 square feet. So I also this is my shampoo bowls too. I don't know if you remember that. I wanted um, these, I wanted the like floating shampoo bowls that we could stand behind because where I was at previously, it was yeah. the one, the wall 
and my back was killing me constantly from like leaning over those and try it not to mention it's hard to get to the back of the neck and I had one plumber come in and tell me that I could not do that um, that they had to be against the wall and here's your quote whatever it was um I got another opinion from another plumber and he's like you know I'll be honest with you this can be done but it's going to be a pain um <laughs> He came in thousands of, thousands of dollars cheaper than the one that said he couldn't do it. Come on. So I ended up getting these shampoo bowls that I won <laughs> anyway, which I guess I kind of made up for the extra expense I spent on the floors and the countertops. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, that that's good though, because like you, you know, and also fine in this industry too, because we know so many people, we have so many friends. Mm -hmm. right who do things so then you're like oh shit sally joe's husband my good client is gonna said he would do this plumbing but he said i couldn't have this shampoo bowl now i'm like how am i get out of this scenario like i feel like and that has taught me so much in life like i don't like to use people that know people that i know right, right. <laughs> i i want to go with someone who I can pay and walk away from and feel okay with and not be like oh no we'll trade services well doing your hair for a lifetime no <laughs> I'd rather pay for this because I want you to find the value in doing it and doing it efficiently and getting it done correctly than have this never-ending open bill with you for a lifetime of hair. like it just doesn't work right yeah. that I feel like that's like such good advice to it, someone who's opening a business period like yeah don't. hire hire out and hire out to people you don't know I mean it's okay if you know your husband or significant other helps out because mine did um in fact he said he would never put if I ever bought anything from Ikea oops I shouldn't say that <laughs> um I, that, there's nothing wrong with them. They're beautiful and we love them, but the thousands of pieces that they come in that you have to and like put together is not fun. <laughs> you know <laughs> how my never do you, again. <laughs> you know how mine my salon has the half like the wall. It's not a half wall, but it's just shy of the ceiling mm -hmm. of all those cabinets. They're all from IKEA, right? They're the big cubed like yeah, I have I have the same ones behind my shampoo bowls that we put our stuff in. <laughs> it holds everything. They're awesome, right? Yeah, so yeah, like we we have so many of them. And that happened because I was like, okay, we're gonna build a wall here and it's gonna have this. And and then the village came and they're like, Your uncle cannot build that wall. You need a licensed and bonded certified, you know drywall person electrician because this is a commercial property and I was just like what so like the thought of the cost of the wall just like tenfold you know what I mean like it just cost so much so it was like okay pivot regroup and figure out some other option and that was the thing that I came up with well 10 years ago dark wood was in right like it was everywhere and so those cabinets, they're like an espresso color. And I'm like, I'm so sick of these. I want the shiny white ones like my stations are, you know, and I'm like, oh, this will be cheap. 
this will be simple, right? They're just the IKEA cabinets. Well, my uncle had to run all this electrical work through those cabinets because we have the dryers on the back of them, right? So it's not just building the cabinets, which as you said, your fiance, my husband is like, hell no, I am not building that crap again. Like that, that was a nightmare. And not to mention, how is this all going to happen? Because there's all this electrical work going through it, right? So needless to say, my dreams of a white cabinet wall are also on hold for a little bit. <laughs> I guess that's the moral of the story is like everything, when you go to open up a business, everything you think is going to be simple. None of it is. None of it's simple. Then now I actually, I have a liquor license, um, in our salon oh, too. Yeah. I was completely unaware. Um, cause I've known salons before that first of all, I didn't realize I had to get a liquor license because I, I mean, how many nail shops have you been to where they give you a free glass of wine? Like that was my intention. Well, technically that's illegal. Um, so <laughs> I got, um, I was working one day inside the salon painting, I believe, when the health department walked in and was like, hey, what are you doing? You need this, this, and this before you can, you know, proceed or we can shut you down. So that was another setback, like getting like the whole health department regulations and, you know, just for serving alcohol, you have to have all the food permits and everything, um, even though we don't serve food. I, could. I remember I remember when you were going through that and having to go to like the village meetings and oh gosh and what does it what is it to maintain that now that you have it do you just pay a fee every year or do they have to come in and so you do pay a fee every year but just like the health department comes in and checks on restaurants um we get the visits also um and so doesn't the liquor commission for the state. They come in, I think every 120 days or something and just check and make sure that you're abiding by all the rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that, I remember when you had to go through that. And let's not forget like the added expense. Right, right. It's Again, not like that was, that could not have been cheap to go down that route. Yeah. I mean, you got attorney's fees, you got the fees for the state, you got the local fees for the county. It's not cheap. Um, but I knew my intention wasn't going to be to profit off of the alcohol. It was kind of just an added benefit, you know, for people to come in because we are a blow dry bar too, you know, to have a, a glass of champagne while they're getting their hair done. Like who doesn't want that? <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. They relax, they get their hair done. they some cool product that they want like it just you know when people are relaxed the whole experience goes <laughs> but it's just like another thing that you did to elevate your salon and stay on and also like you said like you didn't even know of the whole health department thing like that it, I just feel like so when I opened my salon too, it was like feet first, don't look back, just jump. And it was like in six weeks, the thing was up and running. And there was so many things that I had no idea about. So right. many things. Right. And it just really, and it, you know, everything does come together. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but I do think 
that when you're going to be a business owner, the best characteristic that you can have is the ability to change, the ability to change, the ability to course correct and okay, this isn't going to work. Be upset for your 60 seconds or whatever and just move forward and figure right. out something new because even now with our salons built out, I'm 10 years in, there's still stuff that will happen that will stump me. And I'm just like, Ooh, I never saw that thing coming, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you have to, again, course correct and redirect and figure it out. And I mean, I don't have a college degree in management to know <laughs> right. what, should, what should be happening and what shouldn't be happening. I might feel like, but um, yeah. What's the one thing as a business owner that you've loved the most? Um, being able to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like also I try not to act as a business owner to any of the stylists here because I want to be, even though I am the owner, I want to be equal like they are. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't even, I mean, any person that opens a salon, if you expect to pay yourself immediately and start collecting a paycheck, you're completely mistaken. That's not going to happen. Um, so, you know, you just, you're back. I don't know, but I like the fact that I get to pick my own products. Um, and I get to teach you know, what I love about hair. Like I've, you know, taught a couple of the stylists here how to do curly hair. We were talking about that this morning, you know, how I want them all, you know, to learn how to do, you know, curly cuts and curly styles too. Um, just to take some of that weight off me. Um, I'm just, I'm a year in now and I'm to the point that my Saturdays are closed. I only accept a few select clients um, that I schedule myself for Saturday. So that's one thing I love about it. Um, that I can kind of pass on and help the others grow, you know, like I didn't have that for anybody. I had to work, work, work to grow my clientele. And so I like being able to like, you know, give the new stylist clients so they can grow, you know, mm -hmm. and I want, I want them to grow and I want them, you know, to be great stylists and, you know, be busy behind the chair. And if they want to get to where they're working three days a week, you know, taken 12 clients a day and then off the other days. Great. You know, that's what this industry is about. Yeah. Having your own method to, well, it's a business within a business. Right. 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 Like each stylist is a business within a business. I think that's too been my, my favorite part is mentoring other stylists. Uh, after COVID, like, you know, my whole salon, the dynamics of it totally changed. When I did open, I was very fortunate that one of my friends came and she was also an experienced stylist. So we did have two, myself and another one, very experienced, and then a new stylist that started with us. And then, um, and then it just, got better and better but then COVID happened and the whole thing had to get restructured and I had to I was basically building it I felt like from the bottom up and the one thing like not the one thing because I felt like there was so many good 
lessons in the darkness of COVID, like the dark shadows of COVID that we could talk about for days and days and days, was this lesson that was shown to me about how what I thought was like the best way with my salon, it was not. <laughs> and then I had to push myself in a different way to teach new stylists out of beauty school how how to create a great professional career and I feel like you do so much better after you teach someone because you have to look at it in a whole different light right like you know how to do a foil every day day in day out day in day out you could do it in your sleep and when you go to teach it you have to stop yourself like they would say to me, you foil like four different ways. And I'm like, what the heck are they talking about? Like, <laughs> and um, there are times where I'll start at the top of the head and I weave and put that in foil and clip it up and then take the section. And then there's times where I start at the bottom, take the section, weave, foil, you know, apply the color, fold it up. And then there's times when I'm on the side of the head where I will foil it obviously this way, you know, going with like the way you would pull back hair, but they're like, your technique over there is totally different than what you do through the rest of it. And I was like, oh, and, <laughs> but, but, and I had to then sit back and think like, okay, well, why do I do it that way? Mm -hmm. What's the benefit to doing it that way? And, um, and it showed like it appeared, you know what I mean? Like I was able to explain it and teach it that way. So I think that that is such a gift. Like you went from a salon, working in a salon, you were a stylist and you knew how to do everything for you. And now you have the opportunity to enjoy the things that are your favorite also while giving back to all these stylists that are so hungry for all your knowledge at the same time and then in turn we learn from them yeah like you know you think you're like Dang, it, yeah it is um so prevalent in our career I think egos and this thought process of thinking that you know it all right and no changing and then and that's one way to be. And then there's another way where you're like accepting of always learning and wanting to learn more to better yourself, right? So two extremes, and I guess that could be in any career, but um, it's like, I'm always, I'm like, what could I learn today? What could I learn today? And what those newer stylists bring to the table is something different than right. the ones like us that have been doing it forever. So it's Our industry styles change with the seasons, like new ways come out, you know, um, like balayage, for instance, like when you and I did hair, that really wasn't, that wasn't a thing, you no. know? Um, mm -hmm. so it's, it's a constant learning, you know, process. So, you know, the newer stylists are bringing in things that I'm learning from them, like different ways to foil and, you know, TZ lights and everything else that you know, TC yeah. either. <laughs> Isn't that funny how like that, that actually was not a no. thing. Like you would do a foil on someone's really thick hair and you'd be like, gosh, 
there's all this dimension right here, but then here it just gets lost. Do you remember that? Like you would do an all over foil and they would want to be so much blonder and you'd be thinking like you're killing it. You're, you got all this hair in the foil and then the foils come out and it's like, eh. and right. then the, the invention of teasy lights or balayaging and those ends that are sticking like now it's just like oh who thought of that like why didn't right. i think of that right. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't i think of that like that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah it is the yeah, others just always something new and just like with you're going to new we're going to have a podcast when you come back from new york fashion week because i want to hear all about it if i can talk I don't know what's like all in the agreement. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, when <laughs> when you're able to, right? You can. You I can practice about some of it, but. <laughs> yeah, you can text me. Okay, okay, I'm ready. I could talk about it now. So. Got new products possibly launching. Um, you know, thing exciting things like that that we can bring into our salons, but. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine. I feel like there's new products being launched every day. Oh my gosh. Uh and that's another thing here we don't stick to um one line across the board we've got several different lines because there's things that i might like from like we just introduced color wow like um there might be something that i like better from color wow than i do redken or you know like we use we use a lot of redken we use their shades and we use some of their styling stuff um, but that's it. We don't use, you know, their shampoos or conditioners. Um, you know, we're just, you kind of look at our retail shelves and it's not across the board one, one product line. It's several different product lines because I mean, if you look in your cabinet at home, are you going to open your cabinet and you have one brand of product? You're not, you know, you like different things from different, different companies, yeah, different, different lines. So yeah, I could see it all behind you. It looks very pretty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looks very pretty. Girls are like, um, where are we going to put this? <laughs> I don't know because he's not building us another shelf. So you better figure it out. <laughs> we might be putting it on the street. I don't know. Yeah, right. Like a little end table from the antique I store. <laughs> we do you guys carry aisles? We do. Yeah, we do carry have you, aisles. Have you tried the new spa stuff yet? No, I haven't. Oh. We all stuff. Now you're going to make me try and buy. Oh, <laughs> joy. I am telling you. So um, the Leslie, the sales rep messaged me and she's like, oh, our stuff is out. Our stuff is out. You got to, because I keep asking, when are you getting it? When are you getting it? Right. So there's a scalp exfoliator and it uses i'm gonna butcher this name um rice husks that huh. are like ground down because sugar and salt will actually scratch your skin whereas rice husks absorb the moisture and exfoliate without scratching your skin and causing huh. any kind of abrasion which as you know, like on your scalp, it's so sensitive. And, um, and there's a couple other things in that you can use it on your skin and on your scalp. Oh my gosh. 
It's amazing. I used it this morning on my scalp and then you wet your hair, you apply it, and then you have to shampoo it twice after. And when you use it on your skin, you have to use their body wash after because you're also, it. I don't even know how to explain it. Like you just <laughs> gotta try it, but you, it's like it removes oil, but it you feel like so moisturized afterwards. I guess that's what it is. And there is a sheen on your skin. So you rinse it off and then you use their body wash on your hair, you shampoo it. And then I put in the deep conditioning mask and every other concoction that I use in the shower. Then they have this hair and body balm. So when I was little, my mom loved this like almond something from this company called Jafra, right? And she would be like, this is mine. Don't touch it. And she would put it on her legs like right after she shaved and they always just like looked perfect, glistened, like they were amazing. That is what this body balm does. Like your skin just, it, it has like this um, sheen to it from it. it. It, and it's thick. And then from the heat of your body, it breaks it down and makes it just, all I could say is you got to try it. You got to put it on. The body balm is amazing. If you put it in your hair, it's for super coarse, curly ringlets, like, cause it is so moisturizing as it is to your skin. And then, um, I feel like there was three things. Well, what, oh, the body wash, which they've already had, then the exfoliator. Have that in my shower. Um, the one thing that we sell the most of the aisles is that curl revive spray. I love the curl revive spray. Me too. I love putting it in my hair under my gel or breaking the gel cast with like the amount of shine and just like I feel like it plumps your hair too, don't you? It does. I use it as the first thing before um I start brushing my curls and before I apply any creams or gels because curly hair, as we've talked about, is not a rinse and go. <laughs> right. You need product. You need, you need product. 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 Um, but I like it as a refresh too. You know, when you wake up in the morning and just spritz a little bit on and scrunch it in and maybe take a diffuser and like dry those sections or, you know, give yourself a little volume from it and and then you can go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I love that spray. I love how everything smells. Mm -hmm. It just all works so good. So, well, there's the curly tips for today, salon ownership and everything else we discussed. Do you have anything else that you would like to say before we end? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I feel uh, like, <laughs> I feel like both of us are like, we need lunch and right. <laughs> we need food morning so I'm like I got here this morning to open which typically typically don't work well I shouldn't say I don't work on Mondays because owning a business you work every single day but I don't go in the salon on Mondays and we did today and so I'm just like completely thrown off <laughs> yeah I know it's like I know I gotta go grocery shopping after this I gotta drive my mom to a doctor's appointment I'm like what am I gonna eat real fast Right. So I go to the grocery store to buy the food that we don't have here because everybody's complaining. I'm <laughs> going to the grocery store too. So, all right, Joy. Well, Joy, 
What is your Instagram handle so people can follow you? My personal Instagram handle is my life joys and the salon Instagram handle is champagne joy salon. Thank you. Thanks for being on. And as always, thank you. We're so grateful for you to listen or watch us. And if you have any topics that you would like us to discuss in the future, you can send an email to jennifer at adoredhairextensions.com. You can message me on Instagram, jennifer underscore johnson underscore janish or adored salon or adored underscore signature underscore hand tied underscore extensions. <laughs> Actually, I think it's hair. Adored signature hand tied hair. Yes, that's that's it. It's extension. I always add extensions to it. But so those are all the ways you can get to us. And we would love it if you would leave us a review. And thanks for listening. Tune in next week. We'll see who's on here then. Maybe it'll just be me. I don't know. We'll see. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Joy. Bye. Thanks for having Bye -bye. me. Thank you.